Today is Monday, July 10th. The title for our devotional is Mercy. This week, we are coming off of another Serve Sunday. So as I didn't preach and prepare a sermon, this devotional is usually my sermon notes, we're going to do a brief overview of the biblical concept of mercy. Last Serve Sunday, we explored the concept of compassion. The Hebrew terminology for mercy is very similar to the concept of compassion, so we will not find much distinction between the terms. What we think of as mercy, compassion, and loyal love, we have slight distinctions between them. They're so closely linked in the Hebrew language that they're often translated from the same terms, depending on the context. That being the case, I think the best way to get at the idea is to look at a few of the different words that can be translated as mercy in Hebrew. First is racham. This is a word most commonly translated as mercy, and it's the same word that is often translated as compassion. It has roots in the term for womb, so it connotes this motherly love and affection. Exodus 34.6 reads, The Lord passed before him and proclaimed the Lord the Lord, a God merciful, there's our word, Raham, and gracious, slow to anger, and abounding in steadfast love and faithfulness. In the NIV, this word is translated compassion, but in the ESV here, it's translated as mercy. Again, between the link between the two ideas in, in the Hebrew concept is quite strong. The second word is kaporet. This term is always used in reference to the mercy seat. The mercy seat was a golden cover placed on the Ark of the Covenant. It was thought of as Yahweh's throne and where his presence dwelt. This term is therefore linked with atonement and propitiation, that is, the appeasement of God's wrath by the offering of a gift. In God's mercy, he has given his people a means of atonement for their sins, so it's called the mercy seat. On the day of atonement, each year blood would be sprinkled on the mercy seat for the atonement of the people of Israel. We read in Leviticus 16, 14, and 15, And he shall take some of the blood of the bull and sprinkle it with his finger on the front of the mercy seat and on the east side. In front of the mercy seat, he shall sprinkle some of the blood with his finger seven times. Then he shall kill the goat of the sin offering, that is for the people, and bring his blood inside the veil and do with its blood as he did with the blood of the bull, sprinkling it over the mercy seat in front of the mercy seat. Calling it the mercy seat then reminds us that we have no other recourse for our sin than our dependence on the great mercy of God. His wrath is kindled against our sin, and it can only be extinguished by the means of atonement that he has mercifully provided. The third word is hanan. This word refers to favor or grace, that is unmerited favor, given by a superior to an inferior. Therefore, it connotes the idea of, of undeserved favor. Psalm 51.1 says, Have mercy on me, O God, according to your steadfast love, according to your abundant mercy, blot out my transgressions. Here the psalmist is pleading for God to have mercy on him, God as his superior, the one whom he has offended by his sin. He is pleading for mercy, that he would not act according to his justice, but would act in mercy and show favor and grace. In the New Testament, the Greek term for mercy is much more easily distinguished from the other terms. Eleos and its derivatives are the most often translated as mercy. It refers to that feeling of pity, or out of that pity showing kindness to somebody in need. We'll explore this concept of mercy further throughout the week. Reflection time today, simply reflect on these four words for mercy and the different connotations of the term. Reflect on the ideas of atonement, compassion, pity, grace, favor, all as aspects of mercy.